Hi there, I'm Heidi Higgins, and you are listening to K-12 On Learning, sponsored by Stride. In the last year or so, we've seen some disturbing trends around the country. Social unrest seems rampant and has heightened our awareness of the deep need for well-trained personnel in criminal justice areas and within our communities. Always ready with an education solution, Stride Incorporated is expanding its criminal justice and community services career pathways. These are career clusters that support a more diverse, socially conscious, and community-supportive law enforcement workforce for the schools offering the Stride Career Prep Program. I love to see behind the scenes and meet people who research and write and create curriculum for students. Michelle Pastelnik is with us today. She is a Senior Director of Product Development. Michelle is the one that did the research, interviewed the experts in civil rights, and created this new cluster of pathways. She developed an advisory board. She found a writer in the social equity space and worked tirelessly to bring this quality curriculum to your high school student through Stride Career Prep. Michelle Postelnik, welcome to the podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here. We brought you here because we're going to be talking about some new things that are happening at Stride K-12. It's the new pathway in Stride Career Prep called Criminal Justice and Community Services. I'm the Senior Director in our Product Development Department and responsible for our Career Readiness Curriculum. So I oversee a team that develops curriculum when we build ourselves, work with partners when we don't develop curriculum ourselves and maintain our course catalog and pathway offerings. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, Michelle? Sure. My first education job was as a classroom teacher. So I I started as a middle school math and science teacher and then actually joined K-12 Stride in the very, very early days. So in in 2000, I think I was employee number 88. So joined the company when we were just an itty-bitty startup as a science activities writer and have stayed on through many iterations and projects and jobs and mostly in product development, did some, some teacher training for a while, but really am more of a product person and, and like the idea of, of creating new products. So have stayed there, have worked on high school math, elementary math, science, public speaking, and then now oversee our career readiness curriculum. I love to hear the history there. I had no idea that you'd been with the company that long. That was excellent. So why did Stride expand? And they already had a little bit of law enforcement in a pathway. Why did they decide to expand it and rename it criminal justice and community services? So we gather data about our students and the choices they make when they enter our program. And we gather that at the career cluster level. And there are 16 different career clusters offered in the advanced CTE career cluster framework. We don't offer coursework in all of them. But until we added this pathway, we had courses in the business cluster, IT cluster, health agriculture and manufacturing. And students would enter, they would choose, and we had a lot of students remaining either undecided or exploratory well into 11th and 12th grade. So adding in a criminal justice and community services pathway does expand the number of options for students as they're considering their career and encourages them to look into a field that they may not have access to with what we offered before. Thank you, Michelle. Can you tell us a little bit about the three pathways that are within criminal justice and community services? We decided to add three pathways to our criminal justice and community services cluster curriculum. They are law enforcement services, legal services, and security and protective services. And a lot of the foundational coursework is very similar, but as students get older, closer to their junior and senior year, and thinking about a job specificity, 
we have some more specific courses for them to take. Very good. So in the development of this kind of a program, tell us about the panel of experts you went to that provided input to the curriculum. We wanted to include civil rights groups. So I ended up speaking with the director of law enforcement training at the Anti-Defamation League, who shared some observations that she has had over time about how to train people in law enforcement and then what tends to stick after they've been trained. And so from them, I learned that sometimes we forget that police are a civilian public safety function. Police culture has a hierarchical structure that makes it feel a little bit paramilitary. So stress-based, push-ups for punishment, those kinds of things that lead to depersonalization of the criminal and the victims. So from their perspective, we needed to treat trainees like college students, emphasizing purposeful thinking, critical thinking, slow thinking, and to encourage them to really rely on those skills while they're out in the force. I also spoke with Commander James Barnes. He is a police officer, has had a long history of law enforcement jobs. He also participated in Strides virtual job shadow event, spoke with Dr. Sophie Charles, assistant professor at the John Jay College of Criminal Justice, looked into the work of Calvin Lai. He's done a lot of work on implicit bias. And from there, we learned that implicit bias is reduced with exposure to different groups and meaningful dialogue between them. So we wanted to make sure that we carried that into our curriculum development and did some research on some programs out there around effective policing. So Oakland's Operation Ceasefire, the Better Policing Toolkit, all of these resources had some interesting observations about what works and what doesn't in effective policing. So for example, data collection and analysis is huge contributes to effective policing by identifying where the crime is really happening, among whom and why. And until Oakland started looking at that data, they were targeting the wrong audience and the wrong group with their programs. And so just taking a step back and really looking at where crime was occurring, that it wasn't across thousands and thousands of young men, it was actually a small group of around 400 older men and mostly disputes, personal disputes, not drug related or anything like that. They were able to target the right group of people with their programs. And those programs also found that community buy-in and involvement is what really leads to the reduction in crime. So people in law enforcement must be aware of the services available to communities and work with them. And that also influenced the curriculum for these pathways. And then the final thing that we did, because I think in today's environment, we're learning more about diversity and inclusion. And understanding who is not being represented and who is being left out. And so I sought out some folks who were formerly incarcerated and worked with two gentlemen from RECA. It's the Reentry Coaching Academy, Michael Talley and Jason O'Malley, both formerly incarcerated, both earned their life coaching certification while they were incarcerated. And upon release, founded this organization to help people who have been formerly released to reintegrate back into society. They are both pursuing degrees. Actually, Michael has his degree in sociology from Norfolk State. Jason is working on his degree in anthropology and is also an online math teacher. They also got a lot out of talking with us and learning about our our business, but wanted to make sure that we had that perspective represented too, really putting faces on the people that you work with in that career. What a timely opportunity for our students. I was reading in one of your releases about these new pathways that the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics say that they predict growth in criminal justice careers over the next 10 years is higher than average. Police, detectives, paralegals, legal assistants, cybersecurity analysis, as you've been mentioning, on track to grow 31%. 
Yep. Yeah, definitely. Cybersecurity is is a huge, growing, lucrative field. Every day in the news, there's a a story of a hack that has come. This past year, we experienced a big hack that shut down systems in Texas. People are still experiencing effects from that cybersecurity attack. It's definitely a a huge field. Uh, Again, I'm impressed that you're helping learners to find positive solutions for these challenges. And leveraging the power of education to ensure that that racial and socioeconomic equity in all communities applies. I I can't think, again, of a more timely opportunity for our students. So what kinds of jobs would be available for students in these new pathways? Where, Where might they go? So I think what's interesting is when you talk to kids about careers, there are a lot of myths that exist about about any kind of career field. So in health, you can be a doctor or a nurse. In law, you can be a policeman or a lawyer or a judge. And there are so many different careers that are available. And we make a point of highlighting that in our early courses in the pathway and explore careers in criminal justice for two semesters of it. And so we take a broad view and then students spend a second semester really thinking about their specialty. There are jobs in definitely in policing, forensic science, criminology, a counselor working with children, and same thing in legal services. There are children advocates, there are court jobs, there's judge, lawyer obviously requires a lot of extra education, but then there are jobs that don't require a lot of extra education. But there are many, many jobs that you don't think of in those areas. And we really tried to push that with our students. You may have an interest in athletics and fitness, and that would be a great career as a physical trainer for law enforcement. So in the law enforcement pathway, that is where you'll see professions like police officer, also probation officer or parole officer, working with some folks in forensic science, private investigator, any of those among law enforcement services. And the nice thing about the careers in the criminal justice cluster is that they don't all require a four-year degree. So there's many that students can get either right out of high school or just with an associate's degree. So as I mentioned, police officer, parole officer, some of those jobs are available to kids pretty soon after school. In the legal services pathway, lawyer, um, judge, definitely paralegal for sure, but also court reporter, bailiff, child advocate. So if you are really good working with children, you might want a job where you are specializing with children and children's law. And then the third pathway, security and protective services. There are lots of opportunities here. So security guard, cybersecurity. And then we also learned during our research that private security can be very lucrative. It can work in the, the, the federal level and be in the secret service. We have covered a wide range of careers in each pathway, and we teach students what it takes to get into those careers. So how long can I expect to be in school? What kind of certifications do I need? What kinds of skills do I need? It sounds like you're thinking through everything to help these students along their way. I'm, I'm thrilled with that. I know that this is just the beginning that Stride Career Prep is looking at even other pathways to open the doors for our students. Can you give us some ideas? what those might be. We just this year added in an arts, AV technology and communications cluster for students who are interested in visual arts and design. And we found through some of our surveys that students were saying, I'm not, I'm not really into business or health or, or IT, the IT part. And I really like art and, and what is there for me? And so we have some great courses that teach things like um, interior design, digital photography. We cover performing arts in our explorations course, digital design, Adobe products. So 
We've opened that cluster up to students and have seen a really good response there too. We have the, as I talked about, criminal justice cluster. And then in the future, we're looking at education and training. Uh, we have some students that have expressed interest in working with children, whether as a teacher, again, that would require some certification and probably a four-year degree. But there are jobs that students can get with a child development associate certification. They can be a teaching assistant, work in a preschool and a daycare center. There are some options there too. So we're guided by what the industry demand is and where there's job growth because we want students to have an option when they're done and, and be able to get a job, but looking towards education in the future. And then also building out our STEM clusters. So right now we have manufacturing, we've got some STEMI engineering things that we have categorized under that cluster, but would like to include more robotics, technical drawing, and applied engineering and specific engineering disciplines as well. Most of these things that you've mentioned are also very current needs that are out there that are just waiting to be filled. Yeah, It's exciting. This is wonderful. Do you have anything else that you would like to leave as some ideas of encouragement to participate in this particular opportunity? Absolutely. There are two things to say. And the first is when we started developing these pathways, I took a look at what I had read in the research and what I had discussed with our experts and then looked at the skills and abilities that are recommended for these roles, Bureau of Labor and Statistics, job descriptions, and looked at what someone needs to be in this field. And I was surprised to learn. And, and I took those, those words and sort of made a little word cloud out of them. The skill that came up the most wasn't being tough or wasn't knowledge of the law or, or bravery, but it was listening. So listening, asking questions, communication, problem solving. If you are skilled at those things, if you solve problems for others and you're a great communicator and you're a good listener, then a career in criminal justice might be great for you. And because of that, we included some courses in the pathway that you may not think would be part of that kind of training. So interpersonal communication, we include customer service, which works great in any cluster, but we are offering it here as part of some of the criminal justice curriculum. And then we also included some intro to human and social services to help students understand what services are out there for people when they're in this field and sociology to understand group behavior, group dynamics, identity, and then the origins of crime and, and how that comes to play in, in certain communities and contexts. So I would say that the, the research we did led to a very robust curriculum, and then we developed each of these courses to be project-based learning courses. So when you're in the courses, you are completing authentic projects, you're acting in the real world of professionals and, and developing artifacts that represent the field of criminal justice and studying real cases and looking at primary sources to develop that knowledge. So I think for any student that is interested in this, you will have a deep dive that's fun and interesting and will expose you to a wide array of opportunities in law and criminal justice. Excellent. A wide array of opportunities. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. And it's fun to know that they can get into this and find their passion, so to speak, of what they want to do with their life. Or they could say, this may not be for me and be able yes. to look elsewhere. Yes, that's exactly right, which is the, the main point of career exploration at this age is try something out. And then if it's for you, continue and pursue. And if it's not, you, you have the opportunity to change and explore something else. I like that. What a great opportunity for students to be able to explore and discover. Thank you, Michelle. Thank Thanks you. for joining us today. Thank you for listening to K-12 on Learning sponsored by Stride. 
To learn more about online public schools powered by Stride K-12, our Stride Career Prep programs that foster lifelong learning, or any of our private school or individual course offerings, please go to stridelearning.com or k12.com. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and feel free to leave us a good review. We hope you'll join us next time for K-12 on Learning.